Brought to you by the WZIP sports team, this is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. I didn't really plan to ask this, but since you brought it up, what's it like kind of having like your own meme? Like how does that make you feel? <laughs> Exclusive original content. He crosses paths with another best in the world. Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Oh, that gets me excited. And of course, the hottest takes. My dad used to have this saying, if you don't like the series, you don't like football. Over well, I say I'm a pretty big football fan, and I despise the <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> so get ready, because it's time for SPT Overtime. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of SPT Overtime. My name is Matt Permuka, and before I get into what this episode's about, let me introduce who I am doing this episode with in studio with me. He's new to WZIP, but he's quickly making a name for himself. It's Mitch Bates. What's up, everybody? How's it going? And joining me on Microsoft Teams, but he is still in the studio in spirit. It's the Pittsburgh Steeler fan of the station, Pat Weber. <laughs> How are we doing, Matt? I'm doing pretty good, Pat. Hope you're doing well on uh, on Teams and everything. So, uh, Let's explain to our viewers what or listeners what this is. We are doing, as the episode describes, a round one mock draft. Now, instead of each of us doing our own round one mock draft and making the listeners follow three separate mock drafts, I decided we're going to break it up. We're each going to take about a third of the league. We're each going to make 10 picks each. Or one of us has 11. And we are going to be making a... Uh, a collaborative uh, round one NFL mock draft because, you know, draft season's right around the corner. You always want to be that friend that knows all these players before everyone else. So we're going to help you with that. You guys, you guys all ready? Extremely ready. All I right. Am. Well, let's, let's let, let, let me uh, let's let me describe who is in charge of each uh, each division, basically, in this. Uh, so in charge of the AFC South and NFC East with 10 picks in this uh, a mock draft is myself so houston has two picks everyone else in the afc south has one uh, in the nfc east philly has two picks and everyone else has one in group two representing the nfc north afc north and afc east is pat weber uh, pat detroit has two picks everyone else has one in the afc north the browns do not have a first round pick everyone else does in the afc east miami forfeited their first round pick due to the uh you know uh, tanking allegations and everyone else has one and then group three the nfc south nfc west and afc west is mitch bates mitch you're the seattle fan here uh you know seattle you can make two first round picks for your team arizona has one first round pick and the rams and niners do not have a first round pick uh, nfc south everyone has their pick and the afc west the broncos do not have their first round pick that is with your seahawks everyone else has one so guys let's get right into it with the first pick in the nfl in the WZIP NFL mock draft, the Carolina Panthers are now on the clock. Yeah, this pick was not very tough for me. It comes down to needing a quarterback. That's why they traded up to number one. It's between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, but I am going to go with C.J. Stroud. Wow. All right, C.J. Stroud, first quarterback off the board. C.J. Stroud is a Carolina Panther. Yeah, he's an extremely great quarterback. Extremely accurate passer. I know there's something hanging over the heads of Ohio State quarterbacks, but Carolina seems to think this one's going to be different, and I do too. I really do like C.J. Stroud as a prospect. And uh, Josh McCown, who's the Panthers' new quarterbacks coach, on his YouTube channel, uh, he's been raving about C.J. Stroud all year, even before he took the Panthers' job. 
I think Frank Wright could do wonders with C.J. Stroud, and I think right away, just given how bad that division is, the Panthers could be competing for a division title. Pat, any thoughts on Stroud going number one? Uh, I mean, I actually like the pick a lot. It, it's always a toss-up, as we know, going into this year between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, which quarterback is going to go number one overall. And I think I have to give it to C.J. Stroud. I completely agree with Mitch on this one. C.J. Stroud is the better prospect in my mind. He's taller, he's got a stronger arm, and I don't see why he won't be able to fill in a very crucial role in Carolina. Yeah, well, I know we're all from Northeast Ohio. Well, Pat, you're from PA, but, you know, you live in Northeast Ohio now. So hey, we're all hey, very – not from PA, not all, from PA. We're all very, <laughs> we're all very familiar with C.J. Stroud. Uh, so that puts me as the Houston Texans on the clock with pick number two. And at first, I, was, I, was, I thought Bryce Young was going to be off the board. I was about to make a desperation trade up with Carolina to get Bryce Young. But Bryce Young has fallen to me at number two. The consensus number one pick for most of the year, pretty much the entire year, uh, the quarterback from the Alabama Crimson Tide is coming to Houston. Any thoughts, gentlemen? Yeah, this is what I saw you going with. You know, I know that there's a quarterback problem in Houston there's other ones on the board like Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, but neither of them are near the level of Bryce Young. I think that's that goes without saying. And Bryce Young's problem has seemed to be his height, and there's also some issues with him not running enough and using his athleticism that he clearly has. But as far as Houston goes, this is the best option you're going to get right here. It's a perfect pick. Yeah, I mean size compare. You know, size is a big issue. He is five ten and he's two hundred pounds, soaking wet. Uh, so that's that's a very valid concern. Uh, but you know, there's a new coaching staff in Houston, and I think Bryce Young is going. Uh, you know, he had Bill O'Brien as his OC in Alabama, so I think he's going to be NFL ready right off the bat. And number three on the board is the Arizona Cardinals. I believe, Mitch, that is you again. That is me again. Uh, and you are selecting with your division rival here, so try not to be a little too biased. But <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to pick the worst player for him here. I'm going to go what I believe they should do and what I think they will do. I think they need some pass rush. And when you think about pass rush in this draft, you go Will Anderson. So that's where I'm going here. Very solid pick because, you know, Arizona there on – they're on 0 and 17 watch they kyler murray might not play this year man they're new, they have uh, jonathan gannon as a new head coach a whole bunch of guys that are inexperienced on the coaching staff i'm not very high on their roster so you know will anderson gives them something anything really so uh, all right number four is the indianapolis colts that is me now before this now I forgot to preface this in the intros. We do have the autonomy autonomy to make trades around the league. All right, and Pat, I do have a trade proposal for one of your teams. I am the Indianapolis right. Colts. I am calling your Baltimore Ravens. Ooh. I will give you pick number right. four, a first-round pick in 2025, a third-round pick this year, and we swap picks in the fourth for Lamar Jackson – and I am going to sign Lamar Jackson to a four-year, $205 million deal fully guaranteed. Woo! I, I like that. I, I'm, we, I'm a we fan. Can I will We you. can bargain. Now, I, I, know, I know we're both you know, Browns and Steelers fans here. We want Lamar out of the north. But, you know, it's an offer. If not, I will plug in my pick right now. So that Oh, that is an offer. And I think negotiate. I'm going to have to accept You're going to accept offer. it. 
I'm going to accept that offer. Let's, Honestly, let's plug. Um, we're gonna plug the trade into the PFF mock draft simulator right now. And uh, Pat Weber, you are on the clock with pick number four. In all right. So looking at the broad scheme of things with what the Baltimore Ravens need, uh, even with Lamar Jackson hypothetically in this situation, um, getting shipped off to Indianapolis. Um, Tyler Huntley isn't a bad second option for them to have to rely on for this season. So I do have them still taking a wide receiver. I actually have this Whoa. wide receiver going right. very high overall. And I know this is going to be very surprising to a lot of people, but I am going to play a little bit of a homerism. I'm not the biggest Ohio State fan myself, but I know a lot of people are. So with the fourth overall pick, I have the Baltimore Ravens selecting wide receiver from Ohio State. You know him, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Wow, trading Lamar Jackson for a wide receiver. Jackson Smith and Jigba is a Baltimore Raven. Lamar Jackson is an Indianapolis Colts. Wow, that took a turn, man. That was that's, it's crazy already. I, I I love that I gave us all control to do this. All right, <laughs> pick number five, Mitch. Your Seattle Seahawks are on the clock with their first pick in the first round. It's the home team for me right here. And this was actually really tough knowing the team top to bottom. They have a couple of holes that they could fill, especially on the defense. And this pick kind of scares me a little bit. But I'm going to go with Jalen Carter. I believe that's their biggest need. They, we just released Al Woods yesterday. That's making a big hole for him to fill. And I think Jalen Carter, he's extremely aggressive. He's got big hands. He's powerful. And that's the kind of guy we need on the inside of our D-line. Yeah, I like that pick uh, a lot. You know, he was the consensus number one pick up until, you know, the uh, you know his, his arrest came out, basically. So, and, you know, I know he had some issues at George's Pro Day. But, I mean, you, you watch him. like, And he passes, like, you know, you're at the bar with the buddies. And it's like, oh, my gosh, who is that guy test? Like, he passes that test. Uh, so, you know, I really like that pick. All right, Pat, I think you are back on the clock with Detroit Lions, with the Detroit Lions at pick number six. All right, so with the sixth overall pick, the Lions, first of all, just a round of applause to the Detroit Lions here. They have been going absolutely insane in this uh, offseason. However, they do still need a solid edge rusher to complement Aiden Hutchinson, so I have them taking... Uh, Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. Tyree Wilson was one of the better edge rushers in college football, um, and I think that he will be a great addition to this Detroit Lions team. Wow, I like that a lot. You know, Tyre, uh, he's you know, mock top 10. He is absolutely huge. Like when I was scouting him, I didn't really know what number he was or, you know, what he looked like. And then I put on the film and I'm like, oh, it's the six foot eight guy that looks like LeBron he's James <laughs> absolutely dominating these offensive tackles. Uh, you know, Tyree Wilson, man, I absolutely love that pick for Detroit. They have a very good front tandem now in this hypothetical with Aiden Hutchinson and Tyree Wilson. All right, and number uh, on the clock now at number seven is the Las Vegas Raiders. Mitch, I believe that's you. That's me. All right, now can I, can I offer you something real quick? You can. I'm going to offer you something. I'm the Washington Commanders right now. All right. I will offer you pick 16, and I will offer you a third-round pick next year to uh, trade up to number seven. You'd get 16 in the third round next year. I'd get pick seven. You know, this actually matches what I did want to do with the Raiders because they're a team I could see trading down out of the top ten picks. So I'm going to accept that deal. All right, let me put this into the PFF mock draft simulator. 
And that puts me on the clock with the Washington Commanders at number seven. So, I don't, ooh, what do I, uh, I know what I want here. I'm just trying to stall time as I, uh, you know, put this in. With the seventh pick in the NFL draft, the Washington Commanders are taking quarterback Anthony Richardson out of Florida. This man, if you look at him on film, any, when you watch him at his peak, he's going to be prime Cam Newton or prime Josh, Josh Allen. If we hit his floor, it's going to be an all-time bad. But if you're an NFL coaching staff and you don't think you can get the most out of a prospect, what are you doing as an NFL coach? So, Anthony Richardson, you are a Washington commander. We have so far had two trades in the top seven. It's crazy. At number eight, the Atlanta Falcons are now on the clock. Yep, Atlanta Falcons, that's me again. I did have Jackson Smith and Jigba up here. Obviously, you went early. Sorry. So, can't do that one. But then I look at cornerback, and I see the top two cornerbacks are still here. I think I'm going to go Devin Witherspoon right here. He's a hard-hitting corner. This guy's extremely athletic. He's sticky in coverage when you watch his film. He is all over receivers, gives him no space, and he's just the really the type of guy you want to put across from A.J. Terrell so that way they can lock down in the secondary. Yeah, I really do love that because especially in that division, you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin still in Tampa Bay. I know Carolina got rid of DJ Moore, but they still have very physical receivers. New Orleans, they're going to have Michael Thomas coming back. So I absolutely love bolstering Atlanta's secondary. Uh, you know, Hopefully Desmond Ritter works out for them because, again, that division's terrible, and you never know what could happen with, the, with bad football teams playing other bad football teams. And that, so that puts the Chicago Bears on the clock at number nine. Remember, the Bears have the number one pick, traded it with Carolina, but the Bears are now on the clock. All right. And when I take a look around for the Chicago Bears at this point in the draft, uh, there are a lot of holes that they do need to fill on this roster if they want to give Justin Fields these tools for success. So I have them taking another man from Ohio State. I have them taking the offensive lineman, from the Ohio State, I have the Chicago Bears selecting Paris Johnson Jr. with their ninth overall pick. I, like I think it. that this pick for the Bears, I think that this boosts their offensive line, which I think we can all agree has been pretty lackluster yes. these past few seasons. Um, having Paris Johnson Jr. at least gives uh, somewhat of a uh, anchor to this offensive line, and I think that he will be one of the best offensive linemen in the league uh, in the future. So having Chicago pick him up at number nine, that's where I got him going. I think it's a stellar pick for the Bears. Absolutely love it for the Chicago Buckeyes. So, <laughs> number 10, the Philadelphia Eagles have the New Orleans Saints pick, and the Eagles are now at 10, which puts me back on the clock. Now, the Eagles, they basically lost their entire defense in free agency. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Javon Hargrave, a couple other rotational pieces. So, they need to recoup some of those lost assets. And so... When I look at that, you know, losing both your safeties in free agency, I'm tempted to go with Brian Branch out of Bama, but I also think a defensive interior piece right now would be good. I think I'm going to pull the trigger. I'm going to take safety Brian Branch from the University of Alabama with the 10th pick. At number 11 on the clock, it's me again with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Now, when I wrote down my targets for the Titans, I wrote down team needs versus uh, pieces of you know some more like splashy additions Uh, in team needs I basically wrote down every position that wasn't running back so the Titans need a lot they need a lot and so I think I'm going to take tackle Peter Skoronsky for what could be Derrick Henry's last year they're going to run him into the ground he can protect Brian Tannehill 
Peter Skaronsky, uh, Peter Skaronsky, tackle out of Northwestern, is going to Nashville. And me again as the Houston Texans at pick number 12. We're going on a little run here with Matt. Uh, you took Bryce Young at pick number two. You need help with the defensive interior, but you also could get Bryce Young a weapon here. You did just take Brandon Cooks. So, you know, I think I'm going to help out my rookie quarterback, and I'm going to get him a big target. I'm going to get him wide receiver Quentin Johnson from TCU. And now after the Matt run is over, we go to pick number 13 with the New York Jets. Pat, you are on the clock. All right, so the New York Jets, another team that I would like to give a round of applause to. I do have a soft spot for the New York Jets. They are my second favorite team in the league, and they've also had a very stellar um, offseason. Now, obviously, we don't know 100% the whole details with Let, Aaron Rodgers let's assume and Aaron, going to New York. From what it looks like, it does not look like Aaron Rodgers is going to be moved for a first-round pick. So we, do, again, so, you know, I want to preface this All by right. saying we're recording so, this March 20, uh, 21st. We don't know the Aaron Rodgers trade compensation yet. Watch so. watch some watch some news on this break. The right after we, we record. Right after we record, it's going to break. I promise you um, that. But one place that the Jets have struggled with in the past has been their offensive line. Um, so I do have them taking an offensive lineman here. I have them taking the big man out of Georgia. I have, I have them taking Broderick Jones. I think that he will be a stellar addition to this offensive line, and I think that he will be one of the best blockers that Aaron Rodgers will have on this team. You're going to protect that conspiracy theorist very well. So. I, I Listen, I... You know, you have to protect the man who indulges in horse tranquilizers with Joe <laughs> with the best of the best. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, Pat, I think you're on the clock again with the New England Patriots at pick number 14. I am, and I actually had a pick that you already took at uh, uh, did you want? Did you want Brian Branch? Originally taken. I did. I yeah, had the that, yeah, that's a very Brian Bill Belichick Branch. pick. I know Bill Belichick loves to take random positions at the most inopportune times. He does, but instead I have the Patriots boosting their receiving core a little bit with a young wide receiver from TCU. I have them taking Quentin Johnston. Uh, buddy, uh, he, he was off the board. I took him at 12. Oh, he was? He was yeah. already off the board? I took him That's at my 12. My apologies, sir. Let me put that in here. I'm also keeping up on the side. Uh, I have them taking then Jordan Addison from USC. There we go. I think Jordan Addison is one of the best wide receivers in this draft. I think that the Patriots, by acquiring him, will actually boost the wide receiving core. We do know they just got Juju Smith-Schuster as well as Mike Jasicki. So I think that adding in a young receiver there will boost this Patriots offense. All right. We are at pick 15. Pat, I think you are also back on the clock with the Green Bay I'm on Packers. a roll right now. All yeah, right. <laughs> Pat, I got with a little trade proposition Packers, too. Know... Oh, wait, Pat, Pat, Mitch has a trade offer. <clears throat> oh, of course. Yeah, so I felt like Tampa Bay sitting here. They might want to go with a little bit of a trade offer here for Green Bay. Move up. See, I'll give you pick 19, which is right there. I'll give you a third-round pick for 2023 and a second for 2024. I, If I am the Green Bay Packers, I will accept that trade. So it's a first this year. So you're pick-swapping this year. Your yes. third-round pick, and Tampa's third-round pick, and a second round next year? Yep. All right. Pat, do you accept the offer? I do accept that trade. All right. Green Bay drops to 19. Number 15 is now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pick. Mitch Bates, you are on the clock. Yeah. So this is exactly where Tampa wants to be because a certain player has dropped that I think yes, Tampa has. will take a chance on here. If he drops this far, they got to get someone like that. I don't think Baker Mayfield can be the only option. 
for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. So I'm going to go Will Levis. Out of Kentucky, there we go. You know, I Will Levis has kind of gotten like the Zach Wilson, like how, how do you prior to like he's been getting invalid criticism well before he's even stepped on the field. Uh, you know, there are a lot of accuracy concerns with Will Levis, but at the same time, I mean, he's pl- every year at Kentucky, his offensive coordinator was someone that had spent years in the NFL. He can make anticipation throws. He's not afraid to throw over the middle, which is a big thing for rookie quarterbacks. Uh, so I do like that pick at 15. I think it's good value, and he does have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin still to throw to. So, again, bad division. Who knows what can happen? All right, and that puts the Las Vegas Raiders back, who traded with the Washington Commanders. Mitch, you are back on the clock at pick 16. Yep, right back on the clock, traded down a little bit. I think even the Raiders might have taken a look at Will Levis if he was still there. Obviously, he is not there anymore, but I think there's an extremely talented player still on the board, top three cornerback. You know, the Raiders are definitely not known for their secondary play. I think they got some decent young safeties. They just signed Marcus Epps. They have Trevon Morig. So I think them getting a corner like Christian Gonzalez will definitely help them at this point in the draft. So that's what I'm going. Yeah, I, I love that pick completely. You know, I think he's he's fallen a bit in this. But, you know, uh, again, great pick for Vegas. They seem to be doing everything wrong this offseason by uh, trading away Darren Waller, getting rid of uh, Derek Carr, and overpaying for Garoppolo. But this seems like a small win for them. And at pick number 17, Pat, it's your favorite team. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who do you have coming to Pittsburgh? It is It is my favorite team. It is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Taking a look at who's left, there's one specific player that I'm very surprised nobody has said. This is actually who I want us to take in the draft in general. Uh, he is a cornerback from an in-state school oh, in Pennsylvania. Oh, I want him to take Joey you're, Porter. You're taking Jr. the Nepo baby. You're taking the Nepo baby. <laughs> I am, Steelers I am, legend as, Joey Porter's son is now a Steeler. He is. I think that Joey Porter is one of the best corners in this year's draft easily. Um, I do watch a lot of Penn State football. Um, I got to see him play a lot this year. He's athletic. He hits hard. He always can jump in front of the lane. He's very hard to break away from in coverage. I think that especially with a uh, cornerback core that is as lacking as the Pittsburgh Steelers is, I think that bringing in a young corner in Joey Porter Jr. to now learn under one of the greatest corners of all time in Patrick Peterson, I think that this is a fantastic draft pick. If the Steelers were to do this, I think that this would be a perfect pick for them. I like that pick a lot. You know, Pittsburgh's secondary last year, they were – underrated given that they were all bad but they didn't play terrible you know they were they were they were an, uh, a competent bunch that nobody thought was going to be anywhere remotely close to competent but you know getting Patrick Peterson getting Joey Porter Jr. I think that definitely puts you guys with an above average secondary so then we have Detroit with pick number 18 Pat I think that falls to you again that does fall to me again, and I think Detroit here in this situation, they're going to want to take another offensive lineman. We know that they took the offensive lineman, Penny Sewell, a few years ago. I think mm-hmm. they need to continue to boost that offensive line, so I do have them taking an offensive guard from Florida. It's Osiris Torrance. Ooh, I, I like think that. that he will be a fantastic addition to that offensive line. I think that um, Osiris Torrance, he, I think he complements 
uh, Penny Sewell very, very well. And like I said, Detroit, they've been making some phenomenal moves this offseason. The only area they haven't really looked at yet is their offensive line, and I do think that they should snag Osiris Torrance with this draft. Pick. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I think he's the best interior prospect in this draft class. And, Pat, I think you're back on the clock with the Green Bay Packers now at 19 after trading back with Mitch. All right, taking a look at who the Packers need. Obviously, they're lacking in a lot of different areas at this point. They've lost a lot of players in the offseason, but I do have them taking a tight end in this draft. We know that they are lacking in every aspect, basically, on the field right now. They're in shambles. Um, They just lost both of their tight ends uh, in the free agency mayhem that's been happening so far. So I have them taking Michael Meyer from Notre Dame. I think that Michael Meyer is one of the better tight ends in this draft. I think that he will fit in perfectly in Green Bay with the rebuilding system that they have. You know, that caught me by surprise. I thought you were going to take Dalton Kincaid as soon as you said a tight end because I think he's been rising up everyone's draft boards. It was, uh, you know, I'm I'm a Notre Dame fan up here. You know, Michael Meyer was an incredible tight end, and he was, you know, the consensus top tight end up until pretty much, you know, January or so when uh, Kincaid started rising up draft boards. So uh, thank you for honoring uh, Notre Dame football like that, Pat. I, mean, I got lot. you, Matt. <laughs> All right, and pick number 20, we are back with Mitch Bates. Mitch, it's your favorite team again, the Seattle Seahawks, at pick 20 for, via the Denver – well, no, this is your actual pick. Yeah. Number six was via the Broncos. Yeah, this is a real pick. Stole that pick from the Broncos. Felt amazing. One of the small wins of this year. Well, there were quite a few wins for the Seattle Seahawks this year, but I feel like now we took interior on the D-line. I think we go – at the pass rush unit, I believe we need an edge rusher. You know, Daryl Taylor, we had a lot of hope for him this year, and he didn't play that great. Uchenna Wosu outshined him. I'm looking at Nolan Smith and Miles Murphy. It was a tough pick right here, but I think as the type of players that Pete Carroll loves, we're going to go Miles Murphy. Ooh, I like that. I like that. He's He's a sleeper in my eyes, so, you know, really bolster in the defensive line. Yeah, that's what they uh, need right now. Yep, and pick number 21 was supposed to be the Miami Dolphins. They, of course, had to forfeit that pick after they were found uh, liable for tanking, which now puts the L.A. Chargers on the clock with pick number 21. All right, that's me again, isn't it? I believe so, yes. That's me again, yeah. For the Chargers, it's tough to give them a pick because they have a lot of great pieces already, but... I did hear they might move Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. And if that is I the like case. I like where you're going. <laughs> I like where you're going here, Mitch. If that is the case, I think a little bit of Bijan Robinson Ooh. could be in store here. So I'm going to go with that. If you didn't get Justin Herbert help, I was going to go on a I don't know how long of a tangent. <laughs> but, you know, getting Justin Herbert help in any way you can is incredible. All right, the Baltimore Ravens, who have just traded Lamar Jackson and now do not have a quarterback at all for this year, are back on the clock at pick 22. Pat, take it away. So the Baltimore Ravens, they do find themselves in shambles at this point, thanks to our trades and them taking Jackson Smith and Jigba. Obviously, they are still struggling uh, at quarterback. However, I don't think they'll take a quarterback. Again, <laughs> oh, they're going to go with Tyler oh, Snoop Huntley, the pro bowler. <laughs> Tyler Huntley, he, he hasn't been playing bad. He's actually a very solid quarterback in terms of his play. Uh, he's just a slightly less superstar loaded Lamar Jackson, in my opinion. Oh, boy. Um, So I do have them taking uh, a tight end to complement 
Mark Andrews uh, in this draft. I do have them taking a tight end from Oregon State. I have them taking Luke Musgrave. Dalton Kincaid still on the board. Luke Musgrave mm-hmm. off the board. Yep. All right. I, I think that this is a move that will man the Ravens. That Ravens offense is looking good, man. If only they had someone to <laughs> throw the ball to them. I think I think with the level of offense that they would have in this scenario, I think that Tyler Huntley is more than a serviceable enough quarterback um, in this upcoming season. Uh, so Fair I do enough. have them taking, um, like I said, I do have them taking Luke Musgrave from Oregon State. All right. And, Pat, I think you're back on the clock again. Pick number 23, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I have the Minnesota Vikings taking yet another – player from the Ohio State. I have them taking an offensive lineman. I have them taking Dewan Jones from Ohio State. I think that Minnesota still needs to boost that offensive line just a little bit more. They did add TJ Hawkinson before the trade deadline. Fantastic move on their part. Um, their receiver, their the receiving core looks pretty solid. Their defense looks pretty solid. The offensive line is the only real struggle is what it appears like for the Vikings. So I do think that they should take an offensive lineman. And I think that Dewan Jones is that guy. I like the pick a lot. These next three picks are all going to be picks for me. The first pick I have is pick number 24 with the Jacksonville Jaguars coming off an incredible playoff run. They need some help on the defensive line in the interior O-line. Now, Deontay Banks is sitting there from Maryland, and so is Kalijah Kansi. I'm very high on both of those guys, but I'm going to have to go with Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland. He is big, lengthy, and physical, and he's going to be the newest member of Duval. All right, pick number 25, also mine with the New York football Giants. Now, the Giants have recently acquired Darren Waller in uh, in a trade with the Las Vegas Raiders. So they could, they, they still need some help for Daniel Jones. And so with that, I have them taking wide receiver Zay Flowers from Boston College. And finally, we have the Dallas Cowboys. Well, not finally. My last of these three consecutive picks. At pick number 26, it's the Dallas Cowboys. They recently acquired Brandon Cooks, but they lost Dalton Schultz in free agency. I'm going to say they've replaced Dalton with Dalton, and Dalton Kincaid is a Dallas Cowboy. And that puts us at pick number 27 with the Buffalo Bills. All right. So with the Buffalo Bills, they are a very, very solid team overall, as we've seen these past few seasons. However, they have been lacking in terms of running backs. They haven't had a solid running back to rely on. Since I can remember, since I would argue to say probably Frank Gore when he went off for them way, way back oh, wow. when. Like the 2015 years. However, the Buffalo Bills don't like to rely on taking running backs. So I don't think that they will take a running back. Instead, I think they will boost their cornerback core in their <laughs> secondary just a little bit more. I have a very surprising pick here. Oh, boy. But I have them taking cornerback Cam Smith from South Carolina. I think that Cam Smith is one of the most underrated players coming into this draft. Um, he runs a 4-4-3, uh, 40, insane. He has a 38-inch vertical. You can't go wrong with this pick here if you are the Buffalo Bills. you got to take Cam Smith from South Carolina. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Pat, you're back on the clock again. The Cincinnati Bengals at pick number 28. Now, there are a plethora of defensive linemen of high quality right now, man. So, oh, man, the Bengals. 
There are. They're in prime there are. shape. However, um, as we saw, though, in this offseason, though, that the Cincinnati Bengals, they did lose their two biggest safeties. They lost the two biggest, arguably yep. two of the biggest names on their team this season. So I do have them taking somebody to help boost that secondary. Um, I have them taking, <clears throat> excuse me, I have them taking, oh, where'd he go? <laughs> oh, you're good, man. He slipped off my list. I apologize. I have them taking to help boost that um, safety that they're so sorely going to be missing. I have them taking Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M. Okay. Uh, he's one of the better safeties in this year's draft. And, um, you know, he is a little bit slow for a safety running a 4-5-2. However, he does have a 33-inch vertical. So that is something that you cannot look away. He can jump the lanes. He's good in coverage. Uh, the only liability that he has at this point is his speed, but that's nothing that should hold the Bengals from drafting Antonio Johnson. All right, and that puts at pick number 29, the New Orleans Saints are on the clock. Yeah, New Orleans Saints, they would be absolutely thrilled if this guy fell to them. I think, they they'd, need... be th- I think they'd be thrilled at any of these guys at the top four yeah. of these defensive lines <laughs> were still there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they need to get Cam Jordan some help, and Cam Jordan's getting older. I think Kalijah Cansey is the pick to go here. Absolutely love it. Yeah, it's a great pick for them. They need some interior D linemen, and this is the perfect one to add through the draft. Very much so. And so at pick number 30, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. That's my selection. Man, I'm really tempted. They lost Hargrave in free agency. I took a safety with my first pick with Philly. I have Luke Van Ness, Brian Brees, and Nolan Smith all there for my taking. One of those three guys is not going to be a first-round pick in our mock draft, which is absolutely insane to me. I'm going to have, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to. I'm going to take Lucas Van Ness. He was, he was. I have this guy as a top 15 pick, and he's still here for me at 30. I know the Eagles really could use Brian Brees on the interior, but I think Lucas Van Ness has too much of an upside to pass off right now, especially on a rookie contract. All right, and here we go. Our last pick in our round one mock draft, the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs at pick number 31. Mitch, I believe that's your pick. Take us home here, man. Yep, I started us off, and I'm going to finish us off here. It was actually a lot more tough than some would think because they need receiver pretty badly. They need D-line pretty badly. But the D-linemen that are still here should easily be first-round picks, both of these guys, Nolan Smith and Brian Breeze. And when I'm thinking about what the Chiefs need, I'm going to go with Nolan Smith here. I like it. I like it. That seems like an Andy Reid pick here. Wow, Brian Brees fallen into the second round in this mock draft. All right, let's wrap everything up for you guys right here, right now. We will give you a full rundown of the entire WZIP round one mock draft. C.J. Stroud went, went, went number one overall to the Panthers. Bryce Young at number two to the Texans. Will Anderson's a Cardinal. At pick number four, the Colts traded for Lamar Jackson giving three first-round picks, and the Baltimore Ravens surprised everyone by taking Jackson, Smith, and Jigba of Ohio State. At pick number five, the Seattle Seahawks took Jalen Carter. Tyree Wilson is a Detroit Lion. The Washington Commanders traded up with number seven with the Las Vegas Raiders to take Anthony Richardson from Florida. Uh, Devon Witherspoon went to Atlanta. 
Uh, Paris Johnson is a Chicago Bear reuniting with his college quarterback, Justin Fields. The Eagles took Brian Branch with the 10th pick. Peter Skaronsky is going to Nashville with pick 11. At pick number 12, Quentin Johnson's going to Houston to give Bryce Young some support. At pick number 13, Broderick Jones is the newest pass protector for Aaron Rodgers. At pick number 14, Jordan Addison is going to help revamp Mac Jones in the New England, in the New England Patriots offense. At pick number 15, we had the... Tampa Bay Buccaneers trade up with the Green Bay Packers, and the Buccaneers selected Will Levis to compete with Baker Mayfield for QB1. At pick number 16, the Las Vegas Raiders traded back with the Washington Commanders, and they get cornerback Christian Gonzalez. At pick number 17, Joey Porter Jr. is going to his father's team. He's going to be a stealer. At pick number 18, Detroit boosts the interior offensive line with Osiris Torrance. At pick number 19, the Packers took tight end Michael Mayer. At pick 20, Miles Murphy went to the Seahawks. Bijan Robinson went to L.A. with the Chargers at pick 21. The Ravens took tight end Luke Musgrave at 22. At pick 23, Dewan Jones is going to now block for Kirk Cousins. Pick number 24, Deontay Banks is going to Duval. At pick number 25, Daniel Jones gets some much-needed help with Zay Flowers. At pick number 26, Dalton Kincaid is replacing Dalton Schultz in Dallas. At pick number 27, the Buffalo Bills boost their secondary with Cam Smith from South Carolina. At pick 28, the Bengals surprised everyone and took safety Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M. At pick number 21, the New Orleans, pick number 29, excuse me, the New Orleans Saints took the benefit of having the defensive lineman all fall. They took Kalijah Cansey at pick number 29. At pick number 30, Luke Van Ness fell to the Philadelphia Eagles. Nolan Smith went number 31 of the Kansas City Chiefs. Gentlemen, that concludes our first round mock drafts. Any any immediate thoughts? Yeah, I feel like that went great, mostly for my teams and especially the Seahawks. It looks beautiful, but I think everyone had some really solid picks there, and I can't wait for the NFL draft this year. Oh, yeah. Pat, any thoughts from you? I also can't wait for the NFL draft. This was a lot of fun. I always love doing mock drafts, kind of, you know. Going with the outlandish themes at well, times, you know, look, as I kind of did look, with the Baltimore Ravens. It's it's <laughs> outlandish until it happens. You know, every year, like, I wanted to let, allow us to do trades because everyone, you know, there's always someone that falls. There's always someone that uh, that's taken way too early. Remember last year, Bill Belichick took a Division three player in the first round, man. Like, you know, you never know with these things. So I love the obscurity of it all. Uh, I, 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 don't do think, I don't think the Ravens would trade Lamar Jackson for – uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba in real life, but hey, man, I for content's sake that was incredible. <laughs> yeah, this was a really fun one. I, I'm, I love that we had a bunch of upset picks, a lot of sleepers. We had some, you know, top guys fall, and we had some second round guys rise up to round one. You know, you never know because we're about a month out from the draft right now. These big boards could change completely between now and then. So thank us. Mitch, thank you for joining me. Pat, thank you for joining me on Teams. Uh, this was an incredibly fun episode, and look for and we look forward to having more mock draft content for you guys soon. We have two more episodes planned: a specific AFC North mock draft, which should be coming out in the middle of April, and we will be doing an NFL draft recap special at the beginning of May. Once again, thank you all for listening. My name is Matt Permuka, and I was joined by Mitch Bates and Patrick Weber. There we go. Thank you all again for listening. Have a great day.